Shia LaBeouf said, "Actual cannibal." Do it. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you real quick. Someone in one of the dating groups I'm in, yeah, was talking about. She she posted like images of this guy, um, who was telling her that women can't use the word dude. Mm. It's appropriative, I guess. <laughs> Only men are allowed to use it, which is so funny because okay. me and, like, another person below were like, dude. <laughs> well, everyone was calling him dude, so it was very funny. But um, we were both like, dude for me is, like, gender neutral. Yeah. Like, I say that to everyone all the time. Cal- I don't even consider it a male no. word at all. California culture has made it right. so it's, it's everyone. Yeah, she said that. She was like, we're from Southern California, and, like, it's just what we say about everyone. Yeah. And then I posted the gift from um, Good Burger. Have you seen Good Burger? Did we talk about about this mm. that you haven't seen it i don't think i've seen it so he sings a song in that show and and in the you know all that show um where they yeah i've seen some all that but i haven't seen the yeah. movie i think he sings it in the show too but he definitely sings it in the movie where he goes i'm a dude he's a dude she's a dude because we're all dudes hey <laughs> yeah. i posted that gif and people were like yes <laughs> and i'm like please send this to him so he's educated that we're all dudes mm-hmm. hey it's fine yeah girl you're a dude. Yeah, dude. You're mm-hmm. a girl. <laughs> uh, or whatever. Wait. My my new hat shipped. I can't wait to get it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, hello. Welcome to Hysterical History. <laughs> uh, that's Alexis. That's Haley. And um, we're going to talk about the reason why I can't spell history correctly the first time <laughs> anymore. But first, on I want to mention to you... To me. That my, so I'm in paralegal school certification situations, uh-huh. and I feel weird because I, like, want to say, like, oh, I'm getting a degree, but I'm not getting a degree, I'm getting a certification. You're in a program. So then, yeah, so I can't say, like, I feel weird even saying school. You are Because it's like, school. it is school, but it's like, then I have to explain specifically what it is, and it's not just like, I don't know. When people think of college, they think of degrees. So then when I say certification mm-hmm. program, then they're like, wait, it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> but I've been reading about promissory estoppel. I hate it. <laughs> it's Haley's least favorite words. Two, it's two words. Four, Haley, it's four words. Haley thinks it's four words. Tell them what you think are the words. <laughs> uh, promise or and estoppel. <laughs> <laughs> and it is promissory is one word. And then estoppel is another word. But uh, I'm getting more and more frustrated reading about it because the only thing I can think about while this is happening, Tesla Mm -hmm. and Edison. Oh, I heard you yelling about it outside Uh my door earlier. because I was talking to Alyssa about it. I'm related to him. (laughs) Because I'm related to Thomas Alva Edison. (laughs) And I Uh. hate him. But... Because there's only two ways that that goes, as far as I understand from my contract law class. It's, one, they had a contract and it wasn't fulfilled, Mm -hmm. so Edison owes Tesla money. Or they didn't have a contract and Tesla moved to America and then did all this work for him and received nothing, which is promissory estoppel, and he owes him money. I mean, we we know either way he owes him money. Well, I didn't know legally either way he owed him oh, money. Oh, sure. I thought he just, just like— Just like morally. Yeah, like that there's supposed to be cool. But no, now, now I know legally either way he owed him money. And I'm like—and the sad thing is that he just—Tesla wasn't aware enough to know that there was a way boy. He that he could get boy. money. Yeah. 
like that he could have gotten like not probably I think he, he promised him like five million dollars yeah. and he couldn't have gotten that but he could have got something he could have like not died in the gutter he with couldn't his he couldn't have had to dig ditches just to survive <laughs> uh, he could have got paid for work he did <laughs> that was like in, you know integral to the whole thing happening. Cool, but so then cool. I'm just like injustice, <laughs> and I just want to go back in time and, and meet Tesla and be like, I'm your new lawyer, promissory estoppel. Let's get him some money. <laughs> uh, I you can buy as many pigeons as you want. Laugh you right out of court. I doubt it. If I said promissory estoppel, they'd be like, she's a lawyer. <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'd say I was. I'd lie. Mm-hmm. Would you have taken the bar? Would you be even allowed to practice? I'll I'd be a man. I'll just in this fantasy. I mean, if you're a man, then like all uh, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. I'll dress like a man. I'll or I'll whisper to a man the words <laughs> he needs to know. You'll get your hand up a man and just move his mouth. <laughs> you move him like a puppet. Tell him what to do. Uh, yeah, sounds flawless. Yeah, thanks. I can't see any flaw in the plan. <laughs> Thank you. At all. I know, it's perfect. Even the transportation is all taken care of. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, so let's talk about dudes <laughs> and women. Oh, first we need to read emails. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How many times must you pause me? Oh, actually, um, we can save them. Let's do a, li- let's do a little baby. Because we've got a couple emails, and then we also got a message on Facebook. Okay. So we'll just do a mini boy. We'll do a mini boy. After this. Okay. But first, history. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you going to... Blue ball me? No. Okay. Well, we have 4,000 years of history to talk about today. (laughs) Woo! So buckle up. Woo! Uh, Trigger warning, uterus. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) If you have any problem with that word, you're not going to make it. Oh, also happy 100th episode. Guess what? 100 episodes. We're going to do the history of hysterical instead of hysterical history. Ha-ha. Tee-hee. Flipping the scripple. Flipping the hoople. (laughs) Whippity-doo. Flippity-ha. And that's why you can't spell history correctly. (laughs) I know. I'm like, H-Y. No. Every time. (laughs) Every time. It does make it difficult. But it's so catchy. It's so catchy. So we're of course we're talking about hysteria, mm-hmm. women's first disorder, disease. They're just your parts just wander around yeah. aimlessly in your body. You're just like messed up, bro. Where'd they go? Hey, dude, you're you're weird. <laughs> so our female fir- dude, <laughs> female dude, specifically, which is exactly letter for letter what was on the. Um, our first piece of evidence, mm. which is a papyrus from Egypt. Egypt. From like 1900 BCE. Mm. So 4,000 years ago. Mm. And there's a Cahoon papyrus, uh, which lists hysterical disorders, is a spontaneous uterus movement in the body. So you'll be like walking along and suddenly one of your internal organs will just like jump around. Move. You'll be like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's so strange to me that they ever considered that. <laughs> like, did have you— Not just considered it. Wrote it down. They were like, this is definitely what's happening. And I'm like, you don't even—what? Hmm? How would you know? Was that your first choice? Can you feel it through the skin move around? <laughs> and I feel like it's weird because, like, 
Egyptians didn't have the cultural, like, don't touch the body that some people right. have. So, like, they, like, kind of know what's going on in there or they have the ability. I mean, they don't really know what the things are for. But you should see that they like would be, like, attached. You know, like, the like, what did they think was, like, controlled your whole body? Like, one of your organs? Oh, I'm not sure with Egyptians. But it, I think it was they thought the heart did everything, and they were like, this brain, garbage, lungs, oh, throw yeah. it away. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> Useless. We need those. <laughs> so no, like, you don't. They don't know what everything's like for. Not where you're going. You don't need it. But, yeah, you would think. Uh, they do, they're doing autopsies where they're opening people up. Yeah. So. They're, you know, figuring stuff out. Mm, it feels like. Uh, but, oh, some general background. Mm-hmm. It's... um. An exclusively female disease. I mean, yeah, you have mm-hmm. to have the parts. You got to have the bits mm-hmm. for it. Uh, it's like we don't get prostate cancer. At least until Freud's time. Around Freud, it starts to be a bit more diverse. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> it wasn't officially removed from medical texts mm-hmm. until 1980. The That's too late. DSM-3. It's like when... States have those weird laws that are really old. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you can't spit on the sidewalk or you go to jail. You can't cross a train if it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I mean, you can't stop me. You can't spit tobacco in the yeah. eye of a dog. And it's like, I would never even think about it. <laughs> and uh, hysteria and hysterectomy and hysterical all comes from a Greek word for uterus, mm-hmm. which is why... A very womb-related disease. Yep. Uh, yikes! But it's like basically the womb and everything that makes women women is the cause of everything that's wrong with women. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Uh, yeah. But I mean, really, it's men using medicine and philosophy to uh, subjugate women and make them lesser and like mm-hmm. explain scientifically why they're why they're inferior and why they should stay in their place in society. Yeah. Well, and like. There's also a big cultural thing, like, even now, to an extent, where men just think, like, natural female things are gross. Like, they're taught that they're gross or to, like, be uncomfortable with them. Yeah. And, like, way worse in the past. Yeah, I know. Like, today, like, the situation today, at least, like, from where we're sitting, you know, U.S., Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's yeah. different everywhere. But, of course, like, to be female is to be diseased. And that's been, like, for all of it. Right. That's been all the time. This might be TMI for you guys right now. But while we're doing this, I'm on my period. <laughs> and you got to deal with it. If we got to deal with, like, all so of, it's perfect. all of the penis jokes and all, like, the dick pics, you can handle, like, knowing about a period. Yeah. And it's, like, the thing is that it's just not, like, it's such a natural, normal thing that yeah. it's just, like, why is it's just gross because it's of what? It's, like, there's no yeah, reason. Just because women are gross. Right. It's just, it's no different to me than, like, talking about, like, wet dreams. It's just, mm-hmm. like, that's just a thing that happens yeah. to people. It's, like, weird stuff comes out of you when you don't want it to. Yep. But we got to hear about all your weird boners. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And we're not talking to the dudes who listen here. You're probably great. Yeah, you're probably—I mean, you wouldn't be here if you weren't great. Yeah. Uh, All the dudes we've talked to are great. We definitely need to link Male dudes. to uh, a um, satirical article mm-hmm. that one of my favorite writers ever wrote, uh, Daniel Mallory Ortberg, okay. I believe. 
Uh, and it's in the style of like uh, a news speech mm-hmm. from I think like Victorian era through like early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, ladies, I know that we have a natural body that will expel the old blood, but men don't have that. So <laughs> here's why we should feel sorry for them. Nice. I'm like, this is so great. I love it. Also, when we're talking about, you know, like female disease, we're specifically talking about female anatomy. Yeah. It's so. the, the the uterine disease. Yeah. I don't I just want to make sure everyone knows we're being inclusive of yeah. our trans folks. It's just it's specifically about the uterus. The uterus mm-hmm. and history is not very forthcoming if you're talking about huge centuries and populations as far as like Women that are mistreated, like history doesn't care if they identify as a man. No. They do not care. And they don't care if the men identify as women. No. So. But we care. We love you. We care. But going to tell it how it how it be. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I, I like that we like went from, let's talk about Egypt and also go back and talk about everything. Else. Yeah. <laughs> Backpedaling extremely. Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, there's two types of historical hysteria. Okay. There's the women who just don't fit the mold of what society wants. Witches. Uh, yeah, witches, women who don't, like, they don't want to have sex or they have too much sex uh-huh. or they aren't interested in being mothers or marriage or they reject a man's advance, like, mm-hmm. ever or they're too outspoken. It's like they don't like whatever being a woman entails for their period in time mm-hmm. and they are diagnosed as being ill for it. Yeah, because why can't you just conform like everyone else? Yeah. Clearly something must be medically wrong with you. It, it, yeah, it's like they're either medically diseased or if it's the Middle Ages, then they're possessed and they're a witch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then the second case is women who might actually have a mental or behavioral problem. Mm-hmm. So the people that if it were today, we might diagnose them as like borderline personality or schizophrenia right. or maybe they have seizures. And it's like, oh, your uterus is messing you up. Right, because they don't know anything. Like, what? <laughs> and so they're just like, that's an easy way to fix, say what it is. Yeah, you're you're having women's problems. Like, I really like nowadays when people would be like, oh, what did they die from, you mm-hmm. know? And it'll be something like, like when we talk about, like, Napoleon, it's like, what did he die from? And when you read things now, it'll be like, stomach cancer, probably. Um, but it's like, nobody said that then, because no. they don't know what stomach cancer is, so they're like, he's got stomach pains and dying. <laughs> he's just... I'm going to guess what it is. It's got bad humors. <laughs> and, yeah, they're just like, they don't know. Oh, I learned this. The uterus is sometimes called matrix because it is the mother of all. Hmm. I'm like, oh, I never really thought about that word and, like, what it actually Yeah, I've means. only ever thought about it hmm. in the context of dodging bullets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, math cubes. Yeah. Hmm. Matrices. <laughs> we just made some mathematician just, like, cringe. <laughs> He's like, oh, you've only ever. <laughs> I just pluralized it so I know what it Math is. Math cube? <laughs> Math cube? Okay. I didn't say that. I just I just pluralized it. Uh, but some proposed the uterus was a sewer, a site of noxious poisons that cause disease, what? such uh, suffocation of the mother and, you know, condition... Well, we'll talk. Men are so afraid of things they don't understand. Of course, there's no historical male organ equivalent. No. But uh, going back to Egypt. Because the men are the doctors and women aren't. (laughs) All the doctors. All the doctors are dudes. They're not allowed to be. Yeah. I did find some 
uh, mention of female physicians, but I, sure. I want to. They sound interesting, so I want to do in like another episode. Okay, but that's like in the Middle Ages. Yeah, you're allowed to be like. Women are allowed to be non-official doctors, mm-hmm. um, and the, <laughs> right. the more, like, rural place you're in, the more she's allowed to do. Yeah. Because then people are just like, someone help me. We we just, we hate that you're doing it, but we really do need a midwife Desperation. doctor. Mm-hmm. So, we had the, the papyrus in 1900 BCE. Mm-hmm. We also have the uh, Eber papyrus in 1600 BCE. Okay. Also, the oldest just, like... Medical document containing references to depression. Oh. So people were depressed That's then. Nice. People have always been, had feelings, yeah. always. <laughs> people have always had feelings. Right. It just reminds me when I talked to somebody about glasses and how new they are, and they were like, what did people do before glasses? They didn't and I was see like, good. they couldn't see. <laughs> they just, they didn't see good. They just couldn't do it. I, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Like, none, none of these, unless they're caused by, like, modern triggers of, like, you know, pollution or something. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this is new. Yeah. It's just like, now we know what's happening and can yeah. sort of help. <laughs> Hooray. It's so funny listening to some of these, like, physicians quote things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. We've always known this. Yeah. And it's, like, going to be a theme through this episode. It's, like, people have always had feelings. It's just the way we interpret them and think about them changes. Yeah. So we're going to—oh, that that papyrus does mention hysteria. It's described as um, seizures and basically panic attacks, like, just, like, not being able to breathe and thinking you're going to die suddenly for no reason. Cool. Uh, But they— are the first people to include recipes and tactics for what to do when your uterus is bouncing all over your body. Oh. Uh, and you they eat glue so it <laughs> sticks in one place. No. Something sticky. You do it with smells because the uterus is like it has a smeller or something. Mm. So if your uterus is like up in your shoulders, you have to smell something bad in your nose and put something good smelling between your legs your so butt. it'll it'll um it'll go down. Mm. But if it's like in your knees or whatever, then you reverse it. Mm. So then it'll it'll like okay I'll go back it smells good down there up there I don't know that like medicine at the time isn't like great <laughs> it <laughs> doesn't improve just, like, quickly I'll say the that the nonsense like this is the point when it's just like you realize how modern you are because <laughs> you're just like why would you even think that was a thing like yeah. what I said sticky to be stupid but mm-hmm. I also think it makes more sense than that like even yeah. if you just thought if you didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, we just want it to stick in the right place. Eat this so it's sticky. Eat a sticky thing, maybe. Right. Or, like, rub it on your belt, like, you know, where it's supposed to be or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Even the smell thing makes more sense if you just rub it where it's supposed to be to <laughs> yeah. me. Not that you use your holes. Nope. What? You got to use the holes. How Ugh. does... <laughs> Go to your home. <laughs> Get to your home. Go to your home, uterus. <laughs> you're too good for your home. <laughs> I I watched a golf movie for the first time, <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it. Happy Gilmore. Anyway, uh, so the the smelling thing does not go away. Smelling salts in the you know late 1800s. I that's mean, from the same idea. But those kind of work like more so, <laughs> I guess, than solving a non-existent problem. <laughs> uh, so fifth uh, century mm-hmm. BCE. Uh, the disease finally gets a name. They weren't calling it hysteria before. It's yeah. a Greek word, so the Egyptians wouldn't be calling it that. They were just like, you know, Hip- woman problem. <laughs> Hippocrates, the Hippocratic Oath mm-hmm. Man, is the first to use the term. Okay. 
He tries uh, to encourage the uterus back into position with more fragrant uh, substances. He's in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, yeah. He's a good boy. I like him. Aw. Yay. People just don't know how to do the body. Yeah, it's not his fault, but, like, look at him naming stuff. Yeah. He's a good boy. He provides a good description of hysteria, and I say good as if it's a real thing. Right. Uh, But he's pretty solid on it. He distinguishes it from— make it up. He distinguishes it from epilepsy, which is like... Oh, that's good. An interesting distinction. Well, because he's including seizures, Mm so I get it. Yeah, interesting. He emphasizes the difference between compulsive movements of epilepsy, Mm -hmm. uh, which is brain-based. He thinks it's brain-based. Okay. And hysteria, which is movements of the uterus around the body. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay. So you're thinking thoughts? As far as ancient science, not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Much better than the people before you. (sighs) Yeah. The, The problem is that, like, you get into, like... Who does it affect? And what can you do about it? Who do you think is most affected by hysteria? It's virgins, Mm -hmm. widows, single women, and sterile women. Yay. All the people that aren't under the direct control of a dude, Mm -hmm. probably. Yep. Uh, Great. And this causes bad uterus, since it's... (laughs) (laughs) That's so rude. (laughs) It's just bad. It's not bad. It's just not where it's supposed to be, and that's not even true because it's not real. It's roaming all over because it's not satisfied. It's bad. And it not only it produces toxic fumes and it wanders around all night mm-hmm. unaccompanied, you know, to your, like, ear. You got a little bit of uterus poking out of your ear or your nose. You got a stuffy nose. That's probably your uterus. <laughs> yeah, I have a stuffy nose and my period, so my uterus is probably <laughs> way up there. If your toe hurts, probably your uterus. Mm. But it can cause anxiety, tremors, uh, suffocation, convulsions, paralysis, and obviously, this goes almost without saying, Alexis, all this can only be cured if the lady puts herself under the care and power of a man as soon as possible. Of course. All the sexual and legal control has to be turned over to a man within the binds of marriage. I mean, I'm not going to blame him for that. That's yeah. just his time. Mm-hmm. It's like one time my teacher, my professor, was talking about Napoleon. He was like, get ready to hate him, ladies. And I'm like, okay, hit me. What? A man from before times is problematic? Yeah. Say it isn't so. And literally all it was was that, like, he thought women should be pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen. I'm like, literally everyone thinks this? Literally everyone. And, like, I don't actually even agree that he thought that, at least not about the women he knew personally. No. He didn't expect Josephine to do anything. He just wanted love and he never got it. And she it. wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> she wouldn't give it. Mm, thanks. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, I don't blame people for their time period. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just general rule of thumb, mm-hmm. listeners, if um, the only cure for a disease is to place yourself totally under the control of another human, be suspicious. Cult. It's probably not a real thing. Cult. <laughs> it might be a cult. Oh, this is interesting. I had never thought about this. One of my uh, sources mentioned um, in Greek mythology, the experience of hysteria is linked with the, um, I don't know, the creation of psychiatry. Hmm. So the Argonaut uh, Melampus, Melampoli, Melancholy, <laughs> uh, is a physician and considered to be the founder. He placates um, Argo's virgins who refused to honor the phallus, and they mm-hmm. fled to the mountains. 
they're like, we don't, we don't want to. And he's like, well, you have to come back and sleep with all the men. Mm-hmm. And they did, and they were satisfied. Oh. They just weren't getting enough D. Vitamin D. They got the D, and they were healed and recovered all their wits. And he's like, they were just mad. Because their uterus was poisoned by venomous humors due to lack of orgasms. And uterine I bet bet the D didn't help. I bet it didn't help. They just wanted to go to the mountains and be gay virgins. Yeah, let them be. Uh, Artemis is pissed. She pissed. (laughs) She's going to turn you into a deer. She's going to shoot you. She's going to shoot you right in your face. Mm -hmm. So, fourth century, moving on up. Plato, the man who is a soft, squishy clay man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just was wondering. I was thinking about, um, like, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there is a woman that has a blood disease, I think, is what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is somehow implied that it's related to her uterus. It's got to be, right? <laughs> She's got a blood disease. I don't remember. Boing. But that's I think that's the woman who touches like Christ's robe and then and then she, he looks at her cuz she grabbed his cloak and she's like, <clears throat> you know, cuz she like feels bad cuz she's like, "Uh-oh, I probably shouldn't have done that." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "No, nah, it's cool. You're all better. You're welcome. Good yeah. job." <laughs> Good job. And it's like, uh I well, and I think that's the I think that's one of the times he says, uh, like, thy faith hath made thee whole. Mm. Um, so it's like, like, you did it. I didn't do it. Like, you believed it, and then it fixed it. You believe. Good job. Because she looks all scared, like he's going to be mad at her. Uh-huh. And I'm like, cute. <laughs> I don't think it's actually, like, related specifically. Mm-hmm. But I was just trying to think of, like, at that time since we're skipping it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Plato uh, says, when the uterus isn't getting penis, it gets sad. Oh. And uh, just like the myth, female madness is related back to a normal sex life. Um, it's just wild. It just moves around. Everyone everyone in the Greek world's like, it's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> in there. Uh, and that continues, of course, into Roman times because they stole everything. Mm-hmm. Roman medical writer uh, Aulus Cornelius Celsus provides a description of hysteria and he calls oh. it a violent disease. Mm. It's violent. It destroys the senses. How would he know? Because uh, he's a doctor. He's like a medical man. He's very official. It makes me appreciate doctors so much right now mm-hmm. that when I go in and, like, tell them the things, yeah. that they're literally just trying to be, like, what makes sense from what you're telling me, from what I already know, mm-hmm. instead of, like, just wildly guessing. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. educated guessing, but, like, and, and very, like, non uh, like, judgmentally, usually. Yeah. It's like they really just want to solve the mystery. The bias is very strong <laughs> in the now. past. The problem is that I think in their minds they are going on educated guesses. Right, but it's This wrong. is what all of the medical texts say from back centuries. And this is why it pains me so when people in the Renaissance are like, let's look to the Greeks for medicine. And I'm like, are you stupid? And why my favorite boy is like, mm-mm, no. <laughs> I will not do that. No, we are going to talk very briefly about Paré because I couldn't find, like, a whole lot mm-hmm. in a brief amount of time on sure. specifically his hysterical cases. Yeah. Um, 
second century, uh, we get into Galen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it's like it's just the same thing. He's like, uh, treatments include purges, getting married, <laughs> or staying clear of anything that could excite a woman. I just can't even imagine. You go to the doctor today, and he's like, you know what would fix it if you come married? <laughs> you know what the problem is? Your cooch is sad. He'd be like, you're fired. <laughs> I'm going to call a lawyer. I'm going to call the medical board. <laughs> I'm going to call your mom, and everything's going to be bad for and you. he's like, not my mom. <laughs> not mom. Oh, no. You're just sad because your uterus is in your eyeball. Oh. You know, because I'm a doctor. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> it's sad. Shame about it. <laughs> Smell this weird thing. Uh, Greek physician Soranus. Or uh, sore anus is how it's spelled. No. Uh, he practiced in Rome and Alexander. He was a bit more sympathetic for his time. Well, that's nice. He's sometimes considered the founder of gynecology, which is notable mm-hmm. because all of the people we just mentioned are not. Uh, he says fumigating your vagina is stupid. Yeah. It's like don't—I mean, you can, but it's not going to do anything. It's it's also hilarious to me just like how when you say fumigating your vagina, <laughs> yeah. immediately to me sounds like something people are doing at this current moment. Oh, I bet. I mean, steam like don't some toilets do little steam things or I don't they know. steam your butt or something? Maybe. I'm thinking like women doing like incense and then like standing over oh, it or something. It's yeah. like a very hippie sounding thing to me. Like, but a real thing I would believe someone's yes, doing. Absolutely. Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah. signed <laughs> really up to it. <laughs> there are probably crystals involved. Yeah. Um, everything's kind of like a light shade. It looks like an Apple store, but it's for <laughs> while like, you like eat pink goop or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Do what you want. Yeah. Your vagina is fine. Don't hurt yourself. Uh, he thinks so. Uh, Soranus thinks that the um, the source of the trouble is like the stress that is put on women from having to procreate. Yeah, it's like you're okay. Okay, I, mean, I don't know specifically procreate, but just stress in general. Yeah. Yes, it's the stress, and he says women should be treated with hot baths and massages and some exercise. Yeah, that all sounds great. <laughs> it's like what a nice change. Also, like that's what I I love baths all the time, but especially when I'm on my period. But mm-hmm. I mean that bath, baby, just helps like, with uh, your cramps. Just like getting a all warm of bath those are such good suggestions yes. for like when you actually have menstrual problems. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Or just like are stressed about anything because. That's the thing with yeah. hysteria. It isn't just because you're on your period. It's mm-hmm. like because you're a woman all the time. Yeah. Or because you have a uterus all the time. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Good, Good for you. Him. What if we just treat them nicely? I'm so proud of him. <laughs> and it's going to take hundreds of years <laughs> for that to come back. But I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I know. That's a nice thing when you look back and you'll be like, oh, look how good you are right now. Look at you. It's like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to judge people about, like, you know, culturally not being, like, up to speed on, like, what are the good things to be. Yeah. But it's like when Governor Morris is like, slavery is just bad totally, guys. Yeah. And he's, like, the only one saying that. And I'm like, what a precious boy. The only white man look, on the knows. continent who's yeah. like, what if we didn't? Oh, the only rich white man. <laughs> what if we don't do this? What if we didn't? Hmm. Shut up. And I'm like, oh, good boy. Yeah. They're there if you look. <laughs> They're there if you look. We appreciate you mm-hmm. from the future. God bless. So, Middle Ages or like early Middle Ages, decline mm-hmm. of the 
antiquity world. The uh, Dark Ages because of the lack <laughs> of uh, texts they have. Yeah. Histories. Uh, Greek Roman culture, medical culture at least, moves to Byzantium. So Galen's mm, theories okay. are the predominant thing. Gross. Uh, it kind of makes its way back up to Europe during the Reconquista of Spain. Mm-hmm. So it's like 700s okay. through 1400s. Cool. Um, We've spent very little time in those time periods. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, They're hard. It's Yeah, we don't have a lot of information. The whole point is that they don't have things written down. Like, if there's any period in time, at least in Europe, that's basically Game of Thrones where everyone's just killing each other the, all day, every mm-hmm. day, it's kind of that time. Yeah. Uh, but contact with the Near East eventually brings the medical interest back. Okay. But the, like, Jewish and Persian worlds had had them, like, the whole time. Uh-huh. So, you know, they're not necessarily correct, but yeah. people at least are, you know, thinking about medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is how the Hippocratic theory of women's bodies gets back to Europe. Why aren't you guys listening to Soren as he knows? <laughs> uh, the, of course, the mainstream view at the time is uh, women are physically and theologically inferior. And Great. it's the theological bit becomes very important. Let's stack some more on there. <laughs> yeah. Philosophically inferior, emotionally inferior. <laughs> yeah, and just it, it goes, you know, it goes all the way back to ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. But men are very fond of the whole idea of male superiority for some reason. Hmm. So they keep it around. Weird. But now the inferiority and weakness of women has to do with sin, mm-hmm. which is like... Eve did the bad, and that means right. you're bad. And people at this time are very afraid and superstitious, mm-hmm. religiously. Uh, and mental illness becomes seen as a bond with the devil. Mm-hmm. You have a seizure, you're probably possessed. This is when we start <laughs> seeing women just being subjected to exorcisms instead of, like, medicine. Well, and this that's always the, the fun thing, too, right? Because when you—these <laughs> people can't read— <laughs> But when you, like, actually read the Bible, every time people are like, you're sick, which means God hates you. Jesus is like, no, 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 does not. So it's like if they could actually if they could actually read what they believe, then they would know that wasn't true. Yeah. But they can't. Another reason why Lutheranism was such a bad idea for the church. Yep. They're Irony. Like, we can't have them reading the text. We can't control them. We can't have them know that mm. what we said is not a real thing. No. I told them it was demons, and I want them to think so. <laughs> it must be demons. It is, because I'm right. Uh, if uh, if you're in early Christianity, like more what people would call the Dark Ages, I mm-hmm. suppose, exorcism is probably still being used as a cure. Ugh. Uh, but if you're in the late Middle Ages, it's being used as punishment because mm-hmm. you're a witch. Yay. So being a non-perfect woman could get you called a heretic or... A witch or a demon or whatever, you know, just whatever. Succubus. Succubus. Many words. Uh, 13th century, German uh, Dominican Heinrich Kramer and Jacob Sprenger Mm. are accredited with the publication of the Hammer of Witches, the (laughs) Malleus Maleficarum. Okay. uh, Which uh, is like 1486. Mm -hmm. It isn't uh, an official church document like manual uh-huh but the church loves it yeah they're like this is our witch hunting book oh great let's go hunt us some witches and they do it is uh interesting to know one of my sources notes because i don't really know that much about latin but they're like uh maleficarum is uh, a feminine 
like mm. gendered word. Okay. If it was wizards, it would be maleficorum. Ah, okay. Uh, but they don't use that. No. It's always female. Uh-huh. Evil is female, and evil originates from females. Don't worry about it. Damn. Yeah. So uh, what does that have to do with women's health? Uh, plummets. It's, like, not good. <laughs> it's, like, uh, if a physician can't treat the cause of a disease, like, immediately, then yeah. it's the devil that caused it. Yeah, of course. So it's, like, not great for medicine. Also, this is during the Black Death. Mm. So, I mean... They kind of have bigger things to worry about. Yeah. But it's all but, not good. You know, it's funny because it's funny because uh I bet that like most of these women are not doing witchcraft, but you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna start doing effing witchcraft. <laughs> They're gonna be like, I like, got a witchcraft. This is gonna get people into witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you keep talking to teenagers about what they're not supposed to do, mm-hmm. but you do it too much. Yeah. Then they like wanna do it because you keep bringing it up and then it gets stuck in their brains. Or like they're probably inspiring <laughs> witches. When I went to that that cop convo thing mm-hmm. and all the parents were like, look, like Kids, you don't want kids to be in gangs, but then the police start, uh, you know, mm-hmm. saying, oh, are you in a gang? Yeah. And then the kids have to join gangs to protect themselves from the police. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad cycle. And then they're like, maybe I should join a gang because people keep bringing it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. the cops are going to shoot me. It's like, yeah, the there. witch hunters are probably going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Not uh, the Bellevue police, though. They're lovely. No, our police are pretty great. Love them. Sin is mental illness, and all women are probably mentally ill, mm-hmm. just because they're women and they're, you know, weak. But, so that leads into the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. When we start getting people, like, trying to think about this a little more. Trying. Trying. We get accounts from physicians describing how midwives will try to treat hysteria in women by uh, stimulating orgasm uh-huh. to release uh Female semen, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, whatever. It's like, Ejaculate. great, great. They need orgasms, probably, sure. uh, which the physicians hate. They're like, that's yeah. terrible and sexual and shameful. Right. You shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, still kind of clinging to sorcery. There are others, though, like um, Dutch physician Johan Weyer, uh, who thinks witches are mentally ill, like at worst. Uh-huh. Like, they're probably just like, you know anxious or, like, sad. Sure. Uh, And they should be treated by physicians and not interrogated by priests and torturers. That's nice. Like, what a radical thought. (laughs) What a radical thought. He treated men and aristocrats who did have chronic depression. He's like, these symptoms are identical to the ones that hysteria claims to be. look at him. Weird. Looking at people. (laughs) I know. And just, like, discounting gender and being like, wait a minute. Thinking thoughts. It's like... It's not about uteruses. It's about deuteruses, too. What? <laughs> what? See, I don't like that because dude for me is gender neutral. They're all deuteruses. We're all deuteruses. That's right. Mm-hmm. He ends up, uh, this Dutch guy, he ends up publishing a step-by-step, basically a rebuttal to the mm-hmm. Malleus Maleficarum. Great. And the church says he's an insane heretical. And they set him so. on fire. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. Uh, into the 16th century, we get people like Ambrose Paré. Yes. Who, uh... My bae. It's still firmly a women's issue. Sure. And, like, 
those, once again, I don't blame him. Those women, but they are like trying to pull back. It's like it's not weird magic. It's it's probably just a body thing. Yeah, being weird, and it's like, man, how bad did it have to get? Where it's like it's just the woman's body being weird. Is like, thank goodness we're just back to like <laughs> that's just like uh, normalness, <laughs> like a normal level of not good. It's just that's just average trying to learn things, <laughs> right? Uh, and physicians start. Thinking more seriously if, like, the hysteria is actually not a brain issue instead of your uterus being, like, an evil center of a hell mouth. Right. And, you know, Ambrose Paré can only be the, like, origin of so many medicines. I don't expect him to be the gynecological king, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's there's, like, a bajillion things. If you look at his page, that it's, like, ballistics and, yeah. like, autopsy, like, you know, cause of death and... <laughs> prosthetics and so, much. so many things. So much. He can only do so much. Can He's only, just one man. He only has so many hands. <laughs> he only lives to be like 80. <laughs> can only do so much. <laughs> He's only 80. Which, like, I I know that people didn't like... They It's not like they couldn't be 80 then, but I always think like people look at him and they're like, How? <laughs> Are you? He's, he's a witch. He's the he's witch. He's so old. It's not possible. It's like, no, it's medicine. They're like, witch. Witch. You're definitely man a witch. witch. <laughs> mm, I could go for a man mm, witch. Tasty. Tasty. Sloppy Joe. <laughs> I've never thought about Sloppy Joe being a name of a man, but I like it. <laughs> I haven't either. I just, that's what man witch is. It's Sloppy Joe's. Mm, his name's Joe and he is sloppy. <laughs> Mm. So around, um, I don't know when he does his work, but he lives from like 1624 to 1689. Mm. Uh, English physician Thomas uh, Sydenham, 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 whatever, Sure. He goes through basically the history of hysteria and he looks at all the symptoms and he's like, this isn't a real disease. <laughs> You've listed every symptom. I love him. I know. Like, the symptoms are so broad and vague. <laughs> it's like, what, she she has, she has wants something she doesn't want. She has headaches, I, seizures. It's like, what is happening? I want them, I want someone to do, like, a um, like someone who teaches medical school mm-hmm. to, like, give this list of symptoms mm. to, like, doctors in yeah, training. and see what they come up with. Yeah. Like, what do they think it is? She's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, his his answer was that it's probably, he compares it to hypochondria. Mm. So I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that. It's interesting. I don't think they think they're sick. I think they are probably actually distressed. Right. But I understand but. when you're given so many symptoms like that, <laughs> yeah. why you think it might be hypochondria. Right. It's like, I don't think, someone doesn't know what's going on. Yes. Someone has there no idea. There is a disconnect. But that's uh, a big step forward as it. At the very least, it opposes the prejudice and bias around yeah. this uh, illness. Like, just the fact that people are thinking logically about it, looking at it, and being like, this doesn't make sense when compared to illnesses that we actually are sure of. Right. Like, how would you, how do you even diagnose this? Just on a whim? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's how it's been so far. Yes. Welcome to the past <laughs> Welcome couple to thousands of years of medicine. <laughs> It's on a whim, <laughs> I say this. Bouncing ahead a little bit, but his, that's similar to the work of uh, one George Beard, who was from the 19th century. <laughs> Dr. Beard. Dr. Beard. I'm not sure if he was a doctor. Probably. Mr. Beard. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Beard. I Esquire. hope he was knighted, Sir Beard. <laughs> Sir Beard. <laughs> 
Uh, he, but he cataloged an incomplete list of possible symptoms of hysteria, and it was like 75 pages. <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say 75 symptoms pages. Pages. No. It, it's like basically any ailment could fit the diagnosis was his conclusion. He's like, this yeah. is not sensible. This doesn't make what sense. What is happening? But back to the 1600s. Okay. Uh, this... These steps forward, the people are like, maybe it's like not a real thing or hmm. it's not what we thought it was. Something weird's going on is going hand in hand with witch hunting continuing on at a blazing pace. Right. Uh, but at least someone's <laughs> having a thought. Right. This is the century of the like the Salem witch trials, for example. Yes. So it's like someone's having a thought, but then, like, the rest of the world's like, just hang them. No. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. This isn't when the world's, like, really connected. <laughs> no. So some people can be having intelligent thoughts, mm-hmm. and other people, mere miles away from them, will be like, let's kill that woman. Everyone's like, sounds good. Great. Game of Thrones won't be on for, like, 700 years. And I don't have anything else to do. Might as well. On Sunday nights. <laughs> Sunday night. Might as well. May as well. Sunday morning at church, Sunday night. <laughs> Bonfire. Time for witches. Bring the hot dogs, marshmallows, and the witch. Hey. <laughs> Yo. I love this bonding on the Sabbath. <laughs> okay. So, 18th century, head into the Enlightenment, and that's where we start to get people at least making a show of thinking with logic and rational thoughts. Oh! Oh my gosh! It's like that's what's the most important to them. It's like maybe demonology isn't like a respectable form of medicine. Like maybe, yeah, this is is like the huge pushback on hundreds of years of deeply religiousness. (laughs) Yeah. That they're like, guess what? Religion is dumb and we hate all of it. It's like, okay, maybe we don't have to be mean about (laughs) it. It's bunk. But. Kill it all. That's okay. (laughs) Okay, maybe. Burn all the religions. Don't be rude. (laughs) Let's destroy all the holy books. No, no, no. No. We want those. They're historically significant. And then they tried and they just burned down France for like 20 years and Whatever. stuff. Whatever. Uh, it does. France has a lot of Catholic <laughs> churches. It has a lot of feelings about a lot of stuff. <laughs> In the 18th century, we move uh, continually moving towards hysteria being a mental brain situation. Good. Which opens up treatment to weird shiz like Franz Anton Mesmer. Uh. That you know him mm-hmm. of a uh, mesmerization is where mm-hmm. we get that, uh, which leads to hypnosis being a thing they do a lot it's in a the nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. But basically, it cures everything. Basically, they are moving into like therapy. Yeah. Instead of just like, you just need to get married and effed a lot. Yeah, hypnotherapy is a thing. Yeah. Instead of sexual therapy, we're mm-hmm. going to do hypnotherapy. <laughs> right. Which is almost medicine. But uh, just like this idea that you could just assume you need to be kind to patients. Mm-hmm. And that's essential to their being a good, healthy person. Yeah. And a lot of women are released from sanatoriums at this time. Oh, that's so good. Because they had a diagnosis of being hysterical. And they're like, that's not real. Yeah, it's not like really real. Like maybe they have seizures or something. And that's but, like, uh, that's committing. Yeah. To the cause. Like, not only being like, hey, we're not going to do that anymore, being like, also, we're going to let all the people out you put in there before because you were stupid. Because, yikes. 
mistakes. People don't like to admit they made mistakes. No, they hate it. So good. But the biggest change when you start assuming hysteria is in the brain instead of the uterus is that suddenly men can have hysteria. Ha-ha! Teehee. All the dudes. All the dudes. Male and female dudes. All those dudes. Any gendered dude. Any, any guy, any pal, any champ. Hey, tiger. You hysterical? For history. Any human being. <laughs> bean. <laughs> My best joke ever. Human beans. Human bean. A little bit of a bean, a little bit of a sloppy joke. I like saying that too because my one of my favorite um, terms of endearment is bean. <laughs> like, oh, a little baby bean. A little bean. It's cute. So Victorian era, which is traditionally the most exciting time when people talk about hysteria. For potential assassinations as well. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you want to assassinate someone? Head on down to the Victorian era. Go over to Queen Vicky's house. <laughs> this is when people, women start carrying around smelling salts because they'll swoon and get emotional and they got to wake up from it. Snap out of it, woman. And they're like, it's because my corset, I can't breathe. <laughs> my corset, and also all of the societal expectations. And they're like, but you look hot, so keep it on. Just take it up. <laughs> Girl, you look fierce. So keep on keeping on. <laughs> Take a nap, fainting couch. <laughs> Take a nap. Uh, and that's, of course, throwback to Hippocrates' belief that odor helps the uterus find mm-hmm. its home. Uh, they start coming up with massaging techniques. Mm. Like maybe if you just, uh, like, massage. You know, we're talking about sore anus. Yeah. And massaging and baths. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, uh, France <laughs> fights hysteria with a big powerful hose just directed at the pelvis. Oh. Like, it's hydro-massage. Okay. But it's a pelvic douche device. It's like... In China or Japan, they had, like, an emperor who mm-hmm. became Christian, which is weird. Because, um, like, what? Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, we need to baptize everyone, and he just had a fire hose and was just <laughs> mowing people down. That's great. <laughs> That's how they should always do it. You're healed. <laughs> you are clean. Like, I don't know if they do baptisms in Christian schools, but they should do that for just a fun Christian, like, day at elementary. That's el- just a great time. Just elementary school, just like. <laughs> That's just a fun day at Christian camp. Yeah. Yeah. Hose them down. I tell you, when I got baptized at Christian camp, it was in my jeans, and I had to walk up a hill back to my room to change. It's terrible. Like, why did they do that to me? Yeah. They just, like, want me to understand that you know, suffering is part of it. <laughs> now you know suffering. <laughs> Truth, just like Christ. Yeah, you went down, you came back up, and he had to walk uphill in jeans, wet jeans. Mm-hmm. And then they it's, killed him. It's the same. And well, he no, was, this is after he wakes up. Oh, okay. Because baptisms, you die, and then you wake up. Oh, gotcha. It's resurrection. I thought the jeans were also symbolic of being on the cross, suffering for humanity. Yeah. He was probably wearing jeans on the cross. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I mean... Looking fine in those Levi's. Mmm, <laughs> denim. That's the American Christ is wearing mm, denim. denim. <laughs> that should be a, a Levi's slogan. Yeah. Suffer mm, for your denim. fashion. Suffer for your art. Oh, I'm just saying, mmm, denim. Mmm, denim. Mmm, denim. They're like, I don't get it. So because I feel like 
I know this is very off topic, but I feel like jean companies are probably suffering with like the, you know, like extraordinarily leggings. popular <laughs> leggings. Yeah. Where people are like, what if we just wear pants that are comfortable and look nice? Yeah. And then the jean company's like, no, wait. Uh, uh, we need to make leggings out of <laughs> jeans. We need to make suffering cool again. <laughs> mm, denim. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so there's the common. Uh, I don't know, like history narrative, I guess, that during the Victorian era, people, women, would get uh, vibrator massages to orgasm, sure. and that would be the way doctors treated their hysteria. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not true. Yeah. Uh, or at least it's not provable with what we have currently. Right. Uh, the entire story of Victorian vibrators, it's all from the work of one scholar, Rachel Maines. Uh-huh. She's a historian and visiting scientist, former scientist at Cornell University. Okay. And the theory comes out of her, or the hypothesis comes out of her 1999 book, The Technology of Orgasm. Okay. Uh, and it argues that the massage is used as a medical technique. Mm-hmm. And her sources are, like, not well-cited, well, and everything's kind of like a wink and a nudge, kind of like, you know how it is. Uh-huh. Like, that's not, like, real. No. That doesn't I'm really gonna, I'm going to need a first-person account where they're making it very clear. It doesn't. It just doesn't hold up. Or a doctor. And in interviews, she seems like she's kind of backpedaling a little bit. She's like, it It was always just a hypothesis, and I'm surprised people didn't question it sooner. It's like you were very, you used very certain of yourself language in your right. life. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. there is a point to be made, though, that, like, with every um, historical new thing that always when you hear it you should be like hmm interesting mm-hmm. question mark interesting like maybe it's not true but and believe me no one is more eager than i that <laughs> victorian ladies were getting off on the regular but yeah. we it's i mean if it was it was probably not as many as you probably think yeah and there is a thing the argument to be made that like even today when people sell vibrators it's it can be very secretive language and very hush hush. It's true. Like it's a body massager, right? For your face or your feet. It's mm. like that's not what it's really for. That's what they call them in um, Dead Island, Dead Rising, Dead Rising. Okay, in Dead Rising <laughs> Two, it might be in the first one. Okay, but yeah, you can um, make a gun that shoots uh, <laughs> sex toys, mm-hmm. and they call them body massage. I think they even are in quotes. <laughs> Body massagers. Body massager. Mm. Uh, So, like, even if you're a future historian from our future, Mm -hmm. looking back, you're like, I mean, all the boxes just say it's for the body. Right. It's like, yeah, but. But. So there is an allowance to be made for that, you know, just because Mm -hmm. all of the Victorian models on the illustrations are using it on their face. Right. Or, like, their eyeball or whatever. Sure. Doesn't mean that's what women were actually using it for, but, you know, that's on them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... American physician George Taylor patents the first steam-powered vibrator called the Manipulator Ugh. Uh, in 1869. Could you make it sound less attractive? <laughs> but, it, like, manipulating, like, uh, you know, I know what it means. And, yeah. But all I can think of is, like, it's like a wrestler's name. <laughs> I'm the, the Manipulator. Welcome to the ring. Oh, you're going down. <laughs> yikes. Yikes. No, thanks. 
oh no, it's bad. Yep. So now it's we not can- very sexy to me. No. So we come now to the 1890s and Sigmund Freud. No. The terrible boy. I'm just going to plug my ears. <laughs> he opens the door for real on male hysteria, if notably. Mm, I don't care. Uh, he writes to him. So he's like writing in his diary. Mm-hmm. And he, he comes to the stupidest realization. <laughs> he's in his diary. Yeah, it's basically he's just writing. <laughs> but he basically says, I woke up and I was sad. <laughs> It's almost like I have hysteria. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What if even our diseases have to be about men? (laughs) Yeah. No one takes it seriously till a man is sad. (sighs) See, this is the thing. Even though it's not real, I'm like, (laughs) really? Yeah. I saw him like, are you serious? Yeah, I make it about you. Are you for real? No, it's not because he had a female patient who came in and was just so eloquent and Mm -hmm. turned his mind He's like, women are people, too. He's like, no, I had a feeling. Of course, he doesn't think women are people. That's why I hate him so much. Oh, my God. And so, see, my problem specifically with Freud is that I know it's still a while ago, but it's so late for you to have these ideas and for people still now to be like, wow, yeah. Mm -mm. You had a feeling. Like, Like the current... Like, psychology and how much, much less now, I think, than, like, Mm -hmm. 50 years ago or 70 years ago or so. But, like, so much of it is still, like, listen to what Freud has to say. And I'm, like, I'd rather die. No, thanks. Hmm. He's an idiot who's very full of himself and his gender. Yeah. But Freud is kind of a turning point. And tell him hysteria was, you know... Only for women. <laughs> Only for women and a consequence of, like, motherhood and conception and are you getting the D enough? Mm-hmm. And after Freud... You know who kinda... wasn't getting the D enough? <laughs> Freud. Freud. He was not getting enough D. Clearly. It's all he, he thinks anyone dreams about. He needs to get out and get himself a Maybe sloppy Maybe it's joke. about you. <laughs> you ever think it was about you? <laughs> you. <laughs> Soldier Freud. <laughs> horrible oh no so for him hysteria is caused by like your lack of development basically i mean everything is with everything him. he also has such parent issues yeah like i get that that's an important part of psychology but wow does he think it's literally everything yeah so for him all the things people were concerned about previously with women is like a symptom yeah and this like lack of development like the edible complex comes out of his thoughts in male hysteria it's all about Mm -hmm. the dude Mm -hmm. the male dude the penis dude Mm -mm. uh but according to him if you're hysterical it's because like your brain's freaking out because of unfulfilled sex drives because like you want to f your mom or something it's like (laughs) you notice how (sighs) freud thinks about something for a little while (laughs) and then he's like hey I bet that's from exactly what I think everything else is from, too. Yeah. Wow. Everything. I'm so smart about figuring that one thing out, and it applies to literally everything. The evidence always fits what he already thinks. I know. Uh, So the next kind of big shake it up Mm -hmm. in the history of hystericalness. Shake me up. Is World War I. Okay. World War I. Makes sense. Uh, 
And of course, uh, to have any like real development on this issue, of course, the men have to suffer. Yep. Uh, and hysterical men like start being more mainstream. Because and of the war. Yeah, because of the war. Yeah. They're getting shell shock and mm-hmm. other neuroses, and that's PTSD in today's lingo. Yeah. Uh, but the notion of male hysteria was initially connected to the war. They had some early, they had something called uh, railway spine, okay. which is people getting really like post-traumatic stress disordered over railway collisions and like rain's going off the track. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. Like, you know, other it's very unsettling, other very unsettling things. Right. It's like having PTSD about like, um, your like an airplane crash, or airplane something. crash yeah. or your car crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in World War II, we we start to get people paying attention to, uh, like, the way hysteria is thought about not only, um, like, over time periods, but in different places in the world. Mm. So one study, 1950, was on hysteria diagnoses in India during World War II. Okay. And it noted 57% of patients admitted to the Indian military hospital uh, in 1944, were diagnosed with hysteria, mm. whereas 12% were diagnosed as suffering from anxiety states, mm. which is like, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but data from the British Military Hospital in Chester from 1943, uh, they had anxiety states at 50% and hysteria at 24 so it's like reversed. Okay. So in particular... Improvement. <clears throat> they, what they're thinking is like Indian hysterics are often of high morale and were kind of, they run the gamut of, like, intelligence and, like, you know, mm-hmm. awareness and birth state and case, caste, uh, whatever. But among the British, um, hysterical reactions are what they describe as hysterical reactions, um, are pretty much only among men with, like, low morale and stability and low intelligence. Hmm. So they're really, like, diagnosing the person and not the symptoms. Yeah. They're after a new group of people. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's the same thing, really. Like, when when people say that patriarchy isn't just down on women, this is kind of what they're talking about. Yeah. Male hysteria is less characterized by sexual actions uh, than it is, like, men who don't act like men. Yeah, but like that's what hysteria always was for women. Women yes. aren't acting what society wants women to be, mm-hmm. and you either break the mold or the mold breaks you. Yeah, and people get upset. Right. Uh, but for men, it's uncharacteristic. Like you're, you show feminine characteristics. You're not a good soldier. You don't, you know, you're not a good husband. Maybe you're homosexual and you get caught. Those uh. are all like male hysterics. Right. Uh, if you want an example, Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf is a, an example of a male hysterical situation from wartime. Okay. Uh, but in the 19th century, like around 1910, actually, like despite all those wartime things, mm-hmm. the diagnosis of hysteria in general drops off incredibly, like very sharply. What's Yay. interesting is that the diagnosis of Depression and anxiety skyrocket. What? They, it's like people still have feelings. We just call them something different. I don't think that's true. It doesn't seem true, and yet, hmm, hmm what's the deal, Leo? I'm pretty that? sure. I'm pretty sure when I'm upset, it's just because my uterus is wandering around. I think it just needs to settle down. 
Yeah. You don't smell enough bad things or enough good things. Mm. It's just rowdy. Just a rowdy organ. Get some good incense going. And that's hysterical history. Hmm. I like it. Aren't you Aren't you filled with laughter? Ha 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 I mean, parts are pretty funny. <laughs> the, I, uh. Well, and you know what? I think the best episodes for us, like the best episodes for me to you mm-hmm. are when I'm telling you something like, literally just like what is happening because you're always like what and it's great what? um and the best ones for you to me are when you tell me something that makes me mad because <laughs> then i'm like no what the hell because <laughs> i just get really Freud. no yeah <laughs> if you can't tell i really hate him mm-hmm. um it's one of your trigger boys i mean what's to like <laughs> i guess his beard was okay no I don't know. I don't even. I mean, there were some really wild beards <laughs> back true. in the day. He had kind of a normal one. He did. I'm not going to give him anything, though, for just being <laughs> just being average. He doesn't get brownie <sighs> points for being there. No. Um, I was going to say, so earlier I was, I watched a video today mm-hmm. about um, somebody getting period panties, right? The thinks. Oh, those, um, those weird me out. Just I bleed into your underwear. <laughs> um, I watched I watched their video though, and like they didn't have any spilling problems, and it was great. And I was like, cool, because I don't like um, like because they were talking about how they prefer like tampons and menstrual cups, but I don't. And so oh, menstrual I was cups like, is another one. Like I'm sure it works, but you have to be way braver than I am to like. I've used one and it did work. It was just uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, no, I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather like I already am using pads so because they were like I don't like when I can feel it come out of me and I'm like that's what I'm used to I don't care Yeah. so I was like underwear (laughs) are good for me Um, but I was thinking about that and like you know a whole bunch of the like reviews on that were like why didn't anyone do this before this this is like all people did before this well no like why didn't people think of making like just just underwear that works mm-hmm. for this specifically like why wasn't that a thing before now cuz they're not a very old company right like it's mm. an internet age company yeah and um and i was just thinking like you know cuz yeah it is a good idea um like updating like ancient Pants that you just like wash yeah. into the modern age. Yeah. And I think you know why. I don't. Oh, just because, uh, you know, a lady didn't invent them yet. Oh, sure. Um, but uh, I was just thinking about like how nice it is that like currently we, you know, have like the internet as like an open marketplace for just anyone with like a good idea and some capital to like be able to. Make things easier, mm-hmm. you know, like think outside the box of like big companies, yeah, and like to really um you know give good options and improve things, especially for things like women's health that are often like often pushed into a corner and like don't worry about that, it's not a big deal, no mm-hmm. one cares, yeah, you know, and like that those aren't gonna get the pink tax, you know. And mm-hmm. stuff like that, and like it being reusable and stuff. And they like on their website, I was looking at their different things. Uh, they also had like a uh, reusable um, like tampon uh, applicator, mm-hmm. so that you can buy like refills that are cheaper. Um, which I was like, that's nice too. And like start, and they're starting like to make them for like preteen girls. And I was oh, like, that's yeah. so nice because right now they're in like women's sizes. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, especially for when you're young and like you don't, you're not used to it, and then you have yeah. to use all these weird things and you have to have <laughs> them on you all the time. Yeah, and it's just like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, it, I was just thinking about like how nice it is, 
like nowadays with like women's health and stuff and how much better it is. And obviously mm-hmm. like there's still improvement to be made, but you know, if if anything has ever made you happy to be alive now, <laughs> hopefully this episode helps. Yeah, like if someone calls you hysterical now, instead of being put in an insane asylum, you can just flip them off. And well, and like I was thinking about that too and like with the word hysterical, I don't feel like it even is really that gendered anymore. No. Like it, when people yeah. use it, it's almost never like specifically towards a woman and specifically about your uterus in any way. Right, because it, it's just an uncontrollable emotion yes. nowadays, colloquially. Yes. So it's you just can, like... You can be crying hysterically or laughing hysterically. Right. And it's just kind of like... It's like the word... Or, like, you can be hysterical. Mm-hmm. But, like, then it just means that you're being, like, crazy. Like, yeah. like and not, like, mentally ill crazy even. Just, like, unruly. Mm-hmm. Wily. Yeah. Um, Shrill. You're just wilding. <laughs> That's what you should call it. Someone calls you, like, say you're hysterical, be like, I'm wild. <laughs> Punch him in the nuts. <laughs> Woo! Wild! <laughs> be a good time. Anyway, oh, thank sure. you for joining us. What? Thank, oh, I'll show you hysterical. Yeah. As you punch him. Right in the junk. Mm-hmm. Help him understand where it is, how it feels. <laughs> is it there? Where else do is I have it to wandering punch? around? <laughs> punch, 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 punch. Gotta find it. Uh, sorry. No, we love you guys, especially guys today. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I hope we didn't lose too many listeners. <laughs> Happy I'm 100th sure. episode. I'm sure we did. Thanks for joining us. Um, you can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. If we didn't read your email yet, we're going to do a little mini. A little mini. Or we're going to read your email so we can talk to you. You know how much you like a mini cupcake? Just be a little. It's going to be a little mini A little cupcake. bonus. Like a little cake pop of an episode. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just be, just keep being cool, man. Yeah, just, like, stay cool, dude. 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 Good one. I'm a dude. <laughs> He's a dude. She's a, a dude. Because we're all dudes. dudes. Hey! We need to watch Good Burger, like, immediately. Okay. It's a really good movie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> it won't end. <laughs> no! It never ends. <laughs>